TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Driven to deep right center field. That ball is back and gone. Sano to the opposite field, and the Twins take a 3-1 lead. That was Dick Bremer and a very excited LaTroy Hawkins on Fox Sports North last <laughs> night. This is the Score North first place Twins show on Score North on 1500 and the Score North mobile app. I'm Robbie Makloff along with Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And that would be the final last night as the uh, Twins take down the Angels 3-1 to on the two-run bomb from Miguel Sano in the eighth inning. Am I getting carried away again? It wouldn't be the first time to say <laughs> no. that was huge. That was big. That was, a that big was huge. And as Manny was pointing out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Manny. Manny's pointing out as we were coming back from break. The the, the LaTroy Hawkins spoke for every Twins fan there. I love it. Yeah. Get up. Go up. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's like he's like rooting for it to happen, which of course like, he works for the team. He he shouldn't have to apologize, you know, for saying we and for saying us and like cause he's in that room. And he played for the team. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was. How long did he play in the big leagues? Man, was it twenty seasons? I mean, it feels he, like pretty it. Pretty close, if not twenty. It was. It was pretty close. He was one of those guys. Yeah, like eighteen, nineteen, twenty years. I don't know. Maybe you have it up, Rami. But you remember him as a I can twin. Get it up. Yeah. Like well, I know. I know he's a journey. He went around a bunch of different guys. It's funny hearing him say like everyone who comes to the plate. Yeah. When he's, when he's like, well, yeah, I was teammates with that guy. And Latroy was. One of those guys too that and and I remember like that that 2002 team that won that first AL Central, Gardy's first year. You know you with that team you felt especially happy for guys like Latroy because Latroy was on those teams in the mid mid to late 90s that that weren't very good and that were young and sort of up and coming and there were you know there were some lean years there and then to see Latroy be a part of like that. That first Twins team that was really, really good. Yep. Like you, you, you just felt really happy for guys like him who, you know, sort of stuck it out through the through those lean years. Yeah, he was in the league for twenty years, from ninety five to two thousand and fifteen, and the first nine he spent with the Twins. I know he says uh, he said on the broadcast the other day like he's skinny fat right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen him in person. I think he could still pitch. I think if. Uh, I think if there was a team that came calling it now, of course, guys like that now have to sign a minor league deal and make the team out of camp. But he 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 still looks every bit the guy who pitched 20 years. in the I big would leagues. like to be in that kind of shape and not be happy with what I look. Yeah, like. yeah. he's that like, would be nah, great. I don't know. <laughs> that would be outstanding. <laughs> that would be awesome. If yeah. I if I could get to that point, I'm nowhere near that point. No, but, but speaking of guys who, who yeah, need to be in shape yeah, and exactly are, right. in, are in pretty good shape. Let's go back to that Miguel Sano bomb last night. To win the game. And well, we were talking last week about Sano with, with his return. And I was saying, I, I know I'm in the minority on this. And I, I understand why folks are skeptical. But I'm I'm a believer in Miguel Sano this year. And that the Twins, as they have done with Byron Buxton. And as they have done with, with a bunch of guys on this roster. Can tap into the best of that guy and get it out and get it out of him. I'm sure that we could go back and look at his his game logs and his stats and stuff and and find a bigger home run that he's hit in his career. I mean, I'm sure we can. But in terms of like just immediately recalls to memory, that's up there. That's up there because in 2015 when he was great, 
he came up uh, July 2nd, and that team didn't make the playoffs. 16, they were bad. 17, they made the wild card. But you remember, they did it without Miguel Sano because he yeah. fouled the ball off his, was it his, his shin or something like that. And mm-hmm. basically put a metal rod in his leg. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that winter, he basically missed the whole rest of the season. He tried to rush his way back and be ready for that Yankee series, but then he wasn't even on the playoff roster because of the injury, because of the you know, People sort of were mad, effects. too. Fans were upset that yeah. he wasn't on the playoff roster. Which, yeah, well, I kind of I remember we talked about it as like maybe just have him as a as a loaded gun on the the old Earl Weaver strategy of mm-hmm. get some guy up there that if you get two guys on in the eighth and you need a pinch hitter he could maybe accidentally hit one over the fence. But then as it came out weeks maybe months later or whatever it's like no 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 he wasn't fit to play he wasn't going to pinch hit yeah. so you're not going to burn a roster spot on that. That's when that winter then Manny he got that rod put in his leg. But where I'm going with all of this is that. That was a huge home run for the Twins. And it's it was a big home run for a team that's probably, at least looking right now anyways, like it's going to be playing in October. Stack that up with the rest of his career home runs. I mean, in the majors anyways. That's got to be on the short list for most impactful. You win a game in Anaheim against a team that you should beat, but was pitching well and was shutting you down with a little bit of a watered-down lineup. So no goes and hits the go-ahead, what turned out to be winning Home run, driving in those two runs. That's that. That was a big moment for him, and I think it was a big moment for the Twins. If if Miguel Sano continues to swing the bat well, I have two questions for you. We'll take them one at a time. One, how good can this Twins team be if he's that guy that they thought he was a couple just a couple of years ago when he had that big season? Like we're already we're already all pretty certain. We've cut the brakes. And are all pretty certain this team is going to the playoffs and probably winning the AL Central. What is what is a Miguel Sano hitting his ceiling? Where does that put a twin? That to me, that's like adding a bat at the trade deadline. Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I I guess I'm just trying to think about how they compare with the Astros right now. This would be a, maybe a fun exercise for a column or something like that. But you know, this team's got some great hitters. How about? How do they compare with the, you know, Alex Bregman, George Springer, Carlos Correa? Oh, yeah, Jose Altuve. Like, that team runs really deep. And what's fascinating about that is not to compare them head-to-head and say, this one's better or this one's worse. It's to say, hey, there's a legitimate comparison to be made right now between the Houston freaking Astros Mm -hmm. and the world-beating Minnesota Twins. It's been a great offense, and Sano just adds another layer to that. Boy, if everyone's healthy, Mitch Garver comes back, Nelson Cruz comes back, Miguel Sano's an everyday player starting at third base, and then Marwin Gonzalez is that rover. Wow, I don't know. That's a that's a dominant lineup. I maybe you're looking at 900 runs this season. We were just talking yesterday about it's crazy this team already offensive position player wise being about 12 deep. Yeah. 12 deep of guys who you can put in a lineup on any given day and feel good about it. And and two or three of those guys are guys who you can move all around the field or or start at DH. And in Miguel Sano's case, he plays two positions. Sure. And you can stick him in DH. And in a pinch, you could probably throw him in a corner outfield spot if you really need to, couldn't you? They tried that. It and I work. would not advise that. <laughs> okay. They, they, they tried that. Was that 2000? I knew it had happened. I didn't know yeah. it went so badly. Manny, help me because you're the on savant, your, The look but... on your face there told me instantly, <laughs> that's a bad idea you just threw out there, Robbie. I think 2016, is that right? Spring training. Because I remember, okay, so Torrey was on the team 2015, right? Mm-hmm. That's the year that they flirted with the playoffs, but then kind of laid down that final week. They did not go to the playoffs. Yep. The, Torrey, the Royals won the World Series. That's right. Torrey yep. retired 
mm-hmm. but then it was still around in spring training. I remember being in spring training 2016, and that was the talk that also Noah was going to play a corner outfield spot. And don't worry, it's going to be fine. Don't care that he's never played this spot at any point, mm-hmm. including Little League. This will be just fine. Tory Hunter is going to help mentor him in right field. And that experiment, Rami, did not, did not go, go very well. well. He's okay. a big boy, and I don't know if they were trying to get him to – Take being in shape a little more seriously. Hey, you got to run around out Maybe there. Maybe they just put him out there so he had to run around That's, and, and shed a few pounds. Well, and that the Twins pitching staff did give him a little bit of a workout that year, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yes, they did. Trevor Plouffe was plugged in at third base, and he'd had like a pretty solid year. He was just a solid guy. And it was one of those that you had said, this is just a set position. We'll figure out something else with Sano. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna restrict this list and say Sano can play three positions. Okay. All right. right, third base, first base, and some fair DH. enough. Well, well, you already sort of answered the second question I had about it then, which sorry, was... Sorry, I missed it. No, you hit on it. You hit, no, you hit on it before I even <laughs> asked it, which was, okay. how do you how do you get him in the lineup every day? You would just make him your everyday third baseman and Marwin Gonzalez is your rover? Yeah, probably, although Nelson Cruz comes back, that's when, that's when that conversation gets difficult. Right now, I'd say I personally would be trying to get him off his feet a little bit. Like, right. he, didn't, he didn't, to me anyways, this isn't peak physical condition. He looks good. He looks fine. But he's still, I mean, he's not clicking on those fastballs. Like earlier in the game, we, t- we talk about, was it a 2-0 pitch that he hit over the fence there? I, I think it was, that that was the the deciding moment. And trust me, we'll talk about the home run. I don't mean to breeze past it, but like he hits 97 on the outer third, out to right center. Not a lot of guys have that kind of pop. Miguel yeah. Sano does. Earlier in the game, I believe he had a 3-0 green light. And I'm, I was thinking to myself, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, okay, 3-0, so no, he just got back. He's not, he doesn't have his timing perfectly yet. He's still working his way back into peak form, whatever. And he swings at it and pulls it like way foul, and I thought, ah, man, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's there yet that I would want him swinging at that pitch. I Maybe just let him take the base on balls. Well, it turns out I was way wrong because then one at-bat or two at-bats later, he's hitting 97 out to right center. And it was a 2-0 pitch, by the way. Okay, two, he gets a 2-0, so he's probably looking fastball, and that's fair. That's fine. That when mm-hmm. a guy throws 97, you kind of have to look, kind of have to look fastball. But he he gets it, he hits it, and that's that's something that not many players in Major League Baseball can do. Even in the juicy baseball era, that's not something that you expect a guy to go up and do in a 2-0 count. So and he went down like because that that yeah, pitch was down in the zone, and he went pitch. down and sort of golfed it. Out into right center. That's is as a pitcher, you throw that, you let it go, and you feel good about it. And then when it ends up in the seats, you're like, God dang it, what do I have to do? Yeah. This is brutal. So Sano has that ability to do that to people. But in a roundabout way of answering your question, I still don't think he's like, This isn't as good as you're going to see him ever. This is this is it's going well. That was a nice home run for him, a good moment for the team, a nice moment for him. Give him a chance to smile. Give some high fives in the dugout afterwards. Feel part of this club that was doing it without him, remember? And I think that's all good. But what I'd say is that I'm not sure I'm penciling him in six days a week playing third base right now just because of the fact that he basically missed spring training. Until he gets in game shape. Because they yeah. did, he got... Yeah. He got to the major leagues faster than than they thought he would in this rehab. They they had planned on him, yeah. like you just said, going through basically a spring training while climbing his way up. And with the cruise injury, they had to sort of accelerate that a little bit. Yeah, so, and Mitch Garver too. Mitch Garver getting hurt opened up a spot true. there. Right. I think 
I might be wrong on this, but I'm going to say it because it's just a reckless speculation uh, radio station. Mm -hmm. I think their timeline was this weekend. This coming weekend. Yeah, that's right. To pick a date for Sano. Right. Shoot, maybe it was last weekend. I I don't know. But they would have had to make a decision if he got to the end of that rehab, which I think that was fully their intent was to let him have the maximum amount of time on rehab. And then on that final day, you make the call. Hey, is he coming back? Are we activating him? Or do you use that third minor league option, mm-hmm. you know, burn an option year for him and say, hey, you know what? Stay in Rochester. Get it right. We're scoring runs up here. You have a future here. You're part of the Twins long term. You just go get yourself right and we'll call you when we need you. Uh, two injuries to two of the best hitters in the Twins lineup. Man, I, I think probably accelerated their decision a little bit. I think I'd stick him in at third base just about every day. And, and until he cools off because he's come up and he's he's hitting the ball. And I don't know. Yeah. About, I know it's really early, Derek and Manny, but I feel like this is a different mindset and a lot a lot in the same way that we saw with Miguel Sano. And, and just in, in reading his body language and in reading some of the quotes from him and Rocco Baldelli and Falvey and Levine about the process that they went through this offseason with him, apparently impressing upon him the importance of of him being professional and, and coming to camp in shape and taking this thing seriously and, and Rocco Baldelli giving him a, a pat on the back, a visit in the Dominican Republic and a pat on the back and saying, look, I believe in you. I think you can do special things. I mean, Rocco Baldelli talked in that article by Dan Hayes about there's there's only a handful of guys in baseball who have some of the tools that this guy has. I think they really believe in him. I think they've expressed that to him that they really believe in him. But at the same time, have told him that it's 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 time to get serious. It's do or die time for for Miguel Sano yeah. and his twins career. And I think the message has gotten through and he is more serious and a little bit more confident. And I think a lot of the pressure has been lifted off him because he's playing on a better team and and the state of the twins franchise doesn't rest on his shoulders sure. every time he gets in a batter's box. So one thing I think back to when you talk through that is his uh, little rehab recovery, whatever we're going to term it from last season. They sent him all the way down. And I I still remember I was sitting over in that conference room over there, Manny. I don't know where you were when you got the bombshell that Sano was not only being an option to the minor leagues, he was being sent back to high A for mm-hmm. Myers. remember sitting right over there and I was like, gosh, oh, probably write something about this. Let's get this up on the website. Yep. What a what a surprising move. And at the same time, not that surprising given how everything was going for him. You kind of looked at it and you said, wow, this is jarring because this doesn't happen to big leaguers. But also, yeah, I get it. This makes sense. I understand what the Twins are doing here. That trip through, uh, well, it's the Florida State League. They had him play a game. On, let's just pick throw dates on this. Uh, on a Monday, he'd play in the game. Three, four at-bats, you're the third baseman, you should be the best player in this league, go get a couple of hits. And then Tuesday, the team had a game, but Miguel Sano did not. They'd give him an off day and they'd say, all right, Tuesday, you know, good work last night, now get your conditioning in order. You know, do your do your workout, do your whatever it is that they need him doing, balance, agility, uh, even just fat loss, whatever. I, I don't know what the workouts were because I, I wasn't in Florida, I was in Minneapolis. But they would Doing give your him, own intense work. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we were working on the exact same agility. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, yeah. He, we probably throw up as much on the squat rack. I'd uh, imagine I'm you guessing. probably bench more than Miguel Sano. Uh, Just eye test. I, I think I think Miguel Sano could probably bicep curl me, I'm guessing. <laughs> just just a straight guess. I want to see that. 
don't no, you say. don't. <laughs> um, but I think they could do something similar here. I think that they could say, okay, hey, you know how you, you heard this uh, from being around this team a little bit that they're giving their catchers, at least when Mitch Garvo was here, they were giving them, hey, this is what the week looks like. Right. Hey, uh, Mitch, Mitch, come on in here. Here's what your week's going to look like. We got you catching Monday. We got you catching Wednesday and Saturday. We're going to DH you on Friday or whatever. The other two days off. So you can plan your whole week then, your workouts, whatever, your nutrition, whatever you need to do to get ready for those games. This is what you'll catch. Here's who you're working with. On and on and on and on. I think you could do the same thing for Sano right now. I think you could look at it, say, all right, hey, Miguel, this Angel series, we're going to have you starting at third base, and then you're going to have uh, an off day, and then you're going to DH, play third base. So this is what your next four or five days looks like. Get ready for that. Then you got an off day. You're going to come back to Minnesota. You're going to be in the lineup starting at third base. That's what I would want if I was Miguel Sano right now. And that might, that sort of uh, structure, that rigidness might then give him that opportunity, Rami, to do what you're talking about. Be ready to attack every single time that game starts. It just keeps you off your feet a little bit more from playing third base every day. I think it's good for player. I think a lot, a lot of people mistake one thing for the other. And I'll explain what I mean for that here. Old school baseball people, they say a guy needs to be in the same position, same spot in the lineup every day. He needs to know what he's expected to do every day when he shows up at the ballpark. Okay. It's half true and half not. Like you just laid out, guys need to know what's expected of them, but that doesn't necessarily mean being in the same spot in the batting order or being on the same place on the field on a day-to-day basis in 2019 Major League Baseball. I think, like you just laid out, Derek, the Twins do a very good job of letting these guys know, hey, this is the day you'll play, this is where you'll play, and explaining to them why they're doing it. You know what I mean? So everybody is buying in and understands the method behind the madness. Totally. I think that goes for starting pitchers. I think it goes for relievers. I mean, Taylor Rogers goes, what, like five days without pitching, and I'm sure they told him that morning, hey, you're a good pitcher. We know we want to get you in there. Trust me, we're going to go try to find a spot where you can go get Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and Anderson Simmons with the game on the line. Like yeah. I, that's just a conversation you have. With th- the difference to me is the Twins, at least from my outsider's uh, perspective, my looking in on this thing, they're doing that with their best players, and then they're doing that with their twenty fifth guy. Hey, right. this is what we're looking for. Now it might change. I mean, A. Ray Adrianza, we might need you in a in a snap to go play shortstop or something, but. This is our plan for the week. Here's where we kind of see it going. Here's why we want to find you these matchups. We want you to face this pitcher, blah, 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 blah. I think there's probably a lot of stuff goes into it. And my at least my perception from the outside looking in, that is all being shared with the players like a week ahead of time so they know what's coming up. By the way, you mentioned Andrelton Simmons and uh, Shohei Otani. How, how much would you be freaking out if you're watching that game last night? And Oof. was it... On back-to-back at bats that yeah. those two guys got hurt. It was brutal. And both looked ugly. I haven't seen an update today. I don't know if you guys have. No, no I haven't seen. I've been following the Twitter machine. I know, because Otani's on your uh, Score North Home Run Derby fantasy team. So. Why would you accuse me of such... <laughs> <laughs> Just being biased, Derek, that's such, all. Such uh, uh, outlandish bias. I haven't from, checked I'm the an, standings on that in a while. I'm an objective reporter, Rami. <laughs> I'm in last place of the uh, Score North Are Home you? Derby. Yeah, so you by apparently a mile. have checked the standings. By a mile, really? I'm in last place, yeah. <laughs> I don't check. I should be clear. I don't check the MLB standings until, until June first. However, by the way, I just rolled my eyes I right out of my head. They're rolling across <laughs> the floor right the now. The Score North Home Run Derby standings. I check those nightly. 
And I'm not doing so hot. <laughs> Where am I? I honestly don't know. Do they you know? posted it. They posted it yesterday. Our social media guy Seth posted uh, the updated standings. I'll, I'll try to find them for you. Because I know uh, Chris Bryant and Nolan Arenado have heated up a little bit for me. So and congratulations. Got to be making a little bit of a push. Um, coming up next, Derek has a, a new game he wants to play on the Score North. Ooh. First place Twins show. I like games. Manny, we got the game show music all fired up. I, ready can, to go? I can get some. I can dig some up. All yeah. right. It's the Score North first place Twins show on Score North on 1500 and the all new Score North mobile app. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never-ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's our business to protect yours. Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Snub and Parker makes a nice play to end the game. And the Twins bounce back again after a loss yesterday. This team is now 16-3 after a loss that highlight, courtesy of Fox Sports North, Dick Bremer on the call. This is the Score North first place twins show on 1500 on the Score North mobile app, which is available in the Apple and Google Play stores. You can listen live and on demand via the Score North app. And the longer you listen live, the more points you rack up for potential rewards. The Score North mobile app is also your one-stop shop for all written content on scorenorth.com, including columns from our very own Derek Wetmore. Derek, what is up there right now? you on the twins five thoughts columns up there talked about who deserves credit for this hot start talked Mm -hmm. a lot about Rocco Baldelli and some other first-year managers around the league but also guys like James Rousen Rudy Hernandez Wes Johnson Jeremy Hefner like it's kind of fascinating to try to dig in and parcel out credit but ultimately impossible right (laughs) so it's more like a fun thought exercise right more than anything else but that five thoughts column is on our twins page right now and you can find that on scorenorth.com or on the score north mobile app you can also type in live.scorenorth.com into your web browser to listen to us live or if you have an amazon alexa device just say alexa open score north you're that blake parker highlight he and the rest of the twins bullpen the subject of our new game show here on the score north first place twins show but first uh before the break i was inquiring about the score north home run derby fantasy teams unfortunately you were and i wanted an update on uh, where we're all at on that, and you have it for me, don't you, Derek? Yeah, I have it. Manny, have you seen the standings, or is this going to be a surprise to you as well? This will be a surprise to me. I haven't (laughs) checked the standings in, like, over a week. So, you know, there are good surprises in life. There are bad surprises. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a bad surprise. These are bad surprises. This is a very bad okay. surprise. A very bad this look. Is, this is coming down the stairs on Christmas morning, and you were robbed. Like not only are, not only are there not trees presents under the tree, the tree is gone. Yeah, there's okay. like a smoldering fire where right. the tree used there's to be. There's just a tree stand. So this is the Score North first place twin show. All right, Rami Makloff, Manny Hill, myself, mm-hmm. Derek Wetmore. Mm-hmm. We we spend a lot of our hours of the week talking about baseball. You know. Entertaining the crowd, finding things that are fun to talk about with the Minnesota Twins, because, hey, all three of us like baseball. We sprinkle in some other people, we get Mm -hmm. some great guests, it's fun. I'm not cutting a promo right now, I'm just trying to set this up, that (laughs) the three of us are supposed to be sort of leading this baseball charge for Score North. Right. I say that to say this, boys, the uh, Score North Home Run Derby leaderboard that we drafted all before the season began 
tied in second to last place are Manny and Rami sitting in dead last place all alone by a mile and a half is yours truly, wow. Derek Webmore. Well, give me the numbers. Like, how? <laughs> you really want the numbers? I want the numbers. Hey, man, it's early. Chris Bryant, Nolan Arenado are just heating up for me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that disheartened. Jose Ramirez, I'm wondering about. But the rest of these guys, I'm not that disheartened. Giancarlo Stanton hit a minor league home run in his rehab the other day. He's on my squad. Nelson Cruz is on my squad. I don't think we've seen hot Nelson Cruz yet. Nope, that's a good one. Shohei Otani was back. Now we'll see. Now he's not. Not sure what's going to happen there. So, yeah, my squad's taking a bit of an injury beating. But still, that's no excuse because Judd is leading in first place. He's updated two days ago, by the way, by uh, Wonder Producer Jonathan Harrison. Judd is leading at 48 home runs. Our guy Danny Cunningham and Phil Mackey, they're tied in second place, 45. Matthew Collar, 42. Social Media Seth, 41. Uh, aforementioned super producer Jonathan Harrison, 36. <laughs> My two wonderful co-hosts, Manny and Rami, 33. Ooh. Last place, 9 of 9 on the Score North uh, home run derby bracket. Derek with 20 home runs. I think 20 at, home runs. I think yeah. at the halfway point, I'm going to propose this. We should have a, not a redraft, but the opportunity for everybody to cut one guy and pick up another guy. And then only home runs from that point forward? Like, count, at, the, like at the trade deadline. Okay, so like I can't just pick up Eddie Rosario right now and add his 13 bombs no, no, to no, my no, total? No, you just get whatever okay, is okay. happened from, from there forward. Well, I, I support it. I need all the help I can get. Like clearly. A trade, we should all get one trade deadline move. Judd has almost two and a half times as many home runs as I do. I'm not that. I'm telling you, I'm not that. I think my team is going to make a push. I really do. Yeah. If I could cut one guy, it would be uh, it would be uh, guy, Jose. Jose, 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 uh, Jose Ramirez. That's uh, easy that's for me to say. Awfully optimistic of you, Rami. I, I don't know that I'm counting on a late charge. We'll see. Not Jesus, Jesus Aguilar is just like public enemy number one for me right now. <laughs> He's just been brutal. He's got three bombs, I think. Did right Manny, now. Or, uh, did, uh, Jack Peterson's been great for yeah, me. Yeah, did Rami he talk was like you my into? last pick, Jack Peterson you was. Got Mr. Irrelevant, I believe, because yeah. you you had the first pick, so we went all the way back around, and yeah, I took you must Aaron have had the Judge last one, and, too. No, I, did, I didn't tell him to pick Jesus Aguilar. Really? Because I remember last year on, on the show I was doing in Milwaukee at the time, my co-host was legitimately upset at me. Not like... Not like baseball upset, like I disagree with your take. He like it carried over into the commercial break and after the show. Oh wow. He was legitimately upset at me and my Twitter timeline was getting blown up because I said I'm not ready to consider Jesus Aguilar part of the Brewers core moving forward yet. That's a fair take. After like eighty good games. That's a fair take. I thought so too. And mm-hmm. I think now we're finding out that it was. I don't like looking at this and let's just please move on because I just saw <laughs> Danny Cunningham as Christian. Yelich on his team with 19 bombs, and I don't know if you remember, but my team combined 20. That's wow. I'm just Oof. disheartened. I'm closing this tab, and we got to talk about something else. Yeah, let's move on to uh, Score North's newest <laughs> game show. Manny, the music, please. That's right, everybody. It's time for everybody's favorite game show. Did the Twins bullpen do its job? The game where we find out if the Twins bullpen did its job. And your host now. <laughs> The one and only, Derek Wetmore. Derek! Rami, Rami, thank you so much. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Today we're going to play Did the Twins Bullpen Do Its Job? We go player by player, talk about kind of how it went, what happened, and decide after the fact, did that guy do his job? Then we'll do the collective hole at the end. Ryan Harper was the first reliever out of the bullpen, boys. Came in in the sixth inning to face Shoei Otani, Andrelton Simmons, and Cole Calhoun. He got out of that one and then started the next inning in the seventh. I believe he finished with... An inning and a third pitched 
before giving way to Taylor Rogers, didn't give up a run. He preserved a one nothing Twins lead. I would say that Ryan Harper, unless you rule me over, uh, overrule me on this, I would say Ryan Harper did his job. I think Ryan Harper did it. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm contestant now. I'm not. I'm no longer announcer. I do. I think Ryan Harper did his job. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think so. I he, think. It's been just kind of a pleasant surprise at the back end of the Twins' bullpen, too. Like, his ERA looks pretty. They don't always use him in high-leverage spots, but that curveball's legit. He's getting big league hitters out, and last night was no different. No, I think Manny, you agree he did his job? Yeah, All I right. would definitely say so, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So, technically, he did leave the runner on that came around to tie the score, um, but Taylor Rogers then came in to replace him, and you think, that's pretty much automatic, right? Well, Albert Pujols pinch hits, and he walked Albert Pujols. That's not something you typically see from Rogers. So now he's dealing with runners on, I think it was first and second, if memory serves. Uh, Tommy LaStella, later in the inning, winds up singling on an 0-2 pitch from Taylor Rogers, drives in that tying run to make it 1-1. to um, But Taylor Rogers' day was not done because now he's facing the best player in baseball history, Mike Trout, with a couple guys on base and the game hanging in the balance. He gets him out, comes back out for another inning and gets uh, Shohei Otani striking out. And Andrelton Simmons, excuse me, to ground out. Cole Calhoun grounds out. Taylor Rogers also finished with more than an inning pitched. Yes, he technically allowed the other run to cross in his plate, but he held it there. Eventually would qualify for the win for the Twins. I'm going to go with a controversial call and say Taylor Rogers, for as good as he's been this year, letting one run across. I'm okay with that. I, I think, think Taylor Rogers did his job. I think in that spot and with the hitters as, that you just laid out that were coming up in the order, you you bring him in there hoping that he only gives up the one run, sure. right? Isn't that what you're thinking if you're Rocco Baldelli? And then the fact that he's got to face, yeah, Mike Trout in a pressure spot. Exactly. And then come back, sit down and come back out again and get big hitters out. I, I think that's... I think your goal in bringing him in there if you're Rocco Baldelli is... Hold them to one run. It's a tie game, and then we can go win this thing. If sure. he gets out of it with no runs, great bonus. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. I think he did his job, Manny. Do you agree that he did that? Taylor Rogers did his job last night. Yeah, absolutely. the The house didn't come tumbling to the ground due to <laughs> a fire or anything like that. It very well could have. So the foundation yeah. looked shaky at times, but there were no fires. And, yeah. and and no smoke. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I definitely think he did his job. The last right. one's easy. Blake Parker came in in the ninth inning with a 3-1 lead, courtesy of that Miguel Sano two-run shot. He winds up at the end of the inning with the Twins leading, and when you do that after pitching in the ninth inning, you get the save. Your team gets the win. I'd say pretty non-controversial. Blake Parker did his job. Definitely did his job. Yep. Without question. Yep. So all in all, the Twins bullpen. Yeah, and then look, did its job. people are going to say that that's a homer take, that, well, we just gave Taylor Rogers a pass. But ultimately, your pitching staff and fielders combined to allow one run to a lineup that includes Mike Trout, Andrelton Simmons, Shohei Otani, like, and, and the world's hottest home run hitter, Tommy LaStella. I would say that's a fairly good outcome. So is it a homer take? Maybe a little bit on the Taylor Rogers thing, but all in all, this Twins bullpen once again got a lead in the late innings. Once again, closed the door on what became a Twins victory. So the Twins bullpen did its job. I and would say all so. in all, I think you had the stat in an email you sent this morning. For as as much as we criticize the Twins bullpen, in large part, it's done its job. I think Dustin Morris, who was our guest on the Scorner First Place Twin Show yesterday, 
I believe Dustin told us that it was their their twenty six and one or twenty seven and one when the Twins are leading after seven innings. Mm-hmm. The bullpen has other jobs. You want to keep uh keep losses close so you're within striking distance. You want to keep tie games tied. All that stuff plays in and matters. But it was striking to me that I think he said twenty six and one. Call that twenty seven and one when they have a lead after six innings. So the final what third of the Twins bullpen whatever has been. By and large, up to the task. Right. They've, they've done their job this season. By the way, doing that announcement at the beginning was a big thrill for me because it was really good. Thank you. Have you done that before? I have not. Wow. I have not. But growing up, I'm sure like every kid who stayed home sick from school, I watched The Price Is Right. Exactly right. And I didn't want to be Bob Barker. No. I wanted to be Rod Rowdy. Okay. See, I thought you were more Drew Carey, but that's no. Okay. I want no. I want to be Rod Rowdy. I want to be Come On Down guy. Oh. So that was <laughs> that was a big thrill for me. As a matter of fact, Manny, can you give me the music one more time going sure. into the break so up, I can wrap this thing up? up? All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in and playing everybody's favorite game. Did the Twins bullpen do its job for Derek Wetmore? I'm Rami Maklov saying. Tune in next time in the Score North First Place Twins show. will be back right after this. Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. Driven to deep right center field. That ball is back and gone. Sano to the opposite field, and the Twins take a 3-1 to one lead. The other night when, when Buxton and Sano homered in the same game, it was kind of a fun moment because those two guys have really probably had the most pressure, I would say, of any other players on this team, that they were the two that were going to save the Twins and that we needed them, and without them we would never be anything. Well, those guys now are just pieces to a very sound baseball team. So I think even just the, the ability to go out and just play baseball is 25 players, and it's not the Byron Bucks and Miguel Sano show. It's In fact, Jorge Polanco, uh, he's a guy you want yeah. to talk about getting going here. I mean, I think he's leading the American League in hitting, and he's another one that these guys cannot believe. When it's going good, it's going good. That first sound you heard was uh, Fox Sports North and the call of uh, Miguel Sano's home run to win the game last night against the Angels. We didn't alter that at all. No, that's, it was just a bomb. That's no, just what it sounds legit. like exactly when the Twins hit baseballs because <laughs> they are the bomb squad. And then you heard Dustin Morse, their uh, head of media and uh, player relations for the Minnesota Twins, who joined us yesterday. And Derek, I don't know about you, but sometimes I say stuff into these microphones and then later, smarter people say things, smarter and more tied in people say something very similar. And I'm like, cool. So I'm not just a, I'm not just imagining this. <laughs> no, I, I was I actually I actually hit on something there. And it doesn't happen to me. I wouldn't know. I've, I've been talking about the 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 mood, the confidence, the and and the the what's the word that I'm looking for? The 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 wherewithal that sure. this team has okay. that it seems like. They're just never down or out of a game, and it, you one through nine, and whoever that one through nine is on a given day, they have the confidence individually and collectively, and therefore the pressure is off of each individual guy that they can go out there, and regardless of what the difference is, they can still win that baseball game and get those runs back. I mean, Taylor Rogers gives up a run. He's your ace in the hole, and... It, it's like they didn't blink. 
They're like, okay, that's fine. It's a one. It's it's a tie game, one one, new ball game. I'll, I'll take six outs of ours versus six out of, of theirs any day, and that's that's just. I have no idea. That's like an amateur view of it from me watching on my TV. Actually, I was watching on my laptop. And I'm thinking like it feels that way. And then to have Dustin, who's as tied in with the Twins as anybody, he's in the dugout during games from time to time. You'll see him pregame where he's like helping usher people on and off the field. Like He's one of the guys that's just glued in to to sort of the fabric of this on-field product. For him to say basically the exact same thing of what you're saying now is almost like validating what you think you see on TV. Sano hitting a home run and everybody giving him high fives. Buxton gives him a hug in the dugout, and you're thinking, oh, this team must like playing with each other. And then Dustin comes on and says, yeah, this team likes playing with each other. <laughs> it's it's got to be a really fun vibe if and you're the Twins right now. Specifically that point about Buxton and Sano and sort of the pressure being off of them. Yeah. Again, not I'm not doing this to pat myself on the back. Oh, I'm, you're not? I I'm doing this told. to say I that for sure, maybe Manny, uh, Dustin Morris is, was... is verifying what I what I was thinking because we say these things and we don't really know. You know what I mean? We, we're, I'm not in Miguel Sano's head or in Byron Buxton's head or talk to him on a daily basis to find this stuff out. But it was just, it was my 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 thought that these guys stepping into the batter's box and and not being the the be all end all of whether or not the Twins will succeed as an organization, it makes it easier to go out there and to play and to succeed and just to focus on the task at hand and what's sure. right there in front of you. I do think that a lot of credit belongs to the players. Um, look, we could talk baseball cliches all day. We can say like, oh, does we did this the other day and we will do it again this summer. If you're confident, do you play better or do you play well? And then that breeds confidence, which then makes you play better. It's the age old baseball conversation because that could just keep going on and on and on. I think that there's another part of this that we could keep going down this thread. Do the players deserve credit for getting better, coming into their own, being their best or do this? Does the staff deserve credit for that? Does Rocco Baldelli for setting the tone? Uh, James Rousen and Rudy Hernandez for developing these approaches and hitting plans and turning everybody into the best hitter that they've ever been. Like everybody's just having a career year. At a certain point, some of it has to be coaching and structure and framework. But I don't know where I uh, where I fall on that right now. Like, are good players just making coaches look good, or are coaches? turning these guys into good players. But I think that if you look at the guys, not the additions, not the Jonathan Scopes, Nelson Cruz's of the world, but if you look at the development of players who are already here, under Rocco Baldelli now and Wes Johnson and, and the hitting coach, Rousen, as, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. I think that's where you can measure how much of this is due to the Minnesota Twins organization and infrastructure and whatever the pipeline is now between the front office and the information and analytics department down to Rocco Baldelli and his staff and eventually to the players, whatever that is and whatever changes were made to that with Rocco Baldelli and his staff, I think is, is what you can attribute a lot of that development to. Yeah. Nelson Cruz was Nelson Cruz before he got here. Jonathan scope, despite last season had a, had a, a large sample size as a good hitter and a quality major league baseball player. But when you look at Max, Kep- Max Kepler, when you look at Eddie Rosario, Jorge Polanco, Byron Buxton, Garver, there are guys all over this roster and up and down that lineup who are better this year than they ever have been. And, and you're seeing the progression. And, and I think that because they were here under a previous regime of Paul Molitor and not, not to bash Molitor. I know he's loved in these parts and, 
for a good reason. But whatever was the disconnect in the past between those guys and the information that was coming up from from the top, that pipeline is obviously far more effective now than it's ever been. Yep, totally agree with that. Just having been around a tiny little bit, I think that that is a safe assessment to make. That that the structure that I would even trace it up to the top that Derek Falvey started to put into place in 2016 when he was hired uh, ahead of the 2017 season and all of those like long-term blueprints that he probably had in his head that you can't snap your finger and make it happen overnight, but mm-hmm. that you you build. And I heard him say on a radio show, I think it was on a radio show, uh, I believe it was on the, the Twins pregame show, talking about every year we just want to get better. Uh, or every day. That's what he said when he was on with us. He talked about every time you go into a game and you make a decision, you're going to review that decision after the fact. And you're, you're if you live with your decision, make the information based decision that, that is right for that moment is right for that time. And then you reflect on it later and say, was that the right choice? If it was the right choice and it didn't go well. You're fine with it. You just live with the results. Cause that's baseball. That's sports. But if you didn't make the right decision or you didn't go about it in the best way possible, how how can we make it better today? How can we make it better tomorrow? And I think that it's kind of that two, three-year timeline that we're talking about now that that is finally starting to really gel. And to, to your point, Rami, that the communication path from, you know, maybe it's from a researcher's computer mm-hmm. or tablet. Right. Well, that has to get to Wes Johnson, and then it has to get to Jake Odorizzi and Jason Castro, and on and on and on, that pipeline is probably as good as I've seen it since I started covering the Twins five, six years ago. And it has ago. to get to him in a way that makes sense and makes him want to buy in. And Jake Odorizzi's a guy who you could just give him everything, and he'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, Odorizzi working with Castro, there's no decoding necessary. Like, right. Those guys will go talk with the researchers directly <laughs> if they right. wanted to. And it's like, you know, spin rate and swing and miss in the zone. These kinds of things are not foreign concepts to those two geniuses. But- and the best part about what we're talking about right now is, yes, this is this is good for the 2019 Minnesota Twins, but Falvey and Levine, I think, are are part of a new age of not just baseball executives and, and front office guys, but across the world of sports where it's not, hey, we're going for it this year. We're, we're trying to win a championship this year. And we just heard it from Garrison Rosas when he was hired as, as the Wolves president. Yeah, he talked about winning championships, and that's that's great to hear from a general manager or, or a president of of operations when when they're hired for a new team. But what I want to hear a guy talk about and and work on more than anything is sustained success, and that's what that's that's this stuff that we're talking about right now. That pipeline of information and analytics and biomechanics and getting it through all the different channels that it has to get through down finally to the players in a way that's understandable and usable and executable, if that's a word, and that makes them want to buy into it and makes them know that, yes, this will make me better and this will make us a better team. That's how you lay the foundation for sustained success in in this sport in the modern day. We have a ruling. It's been uh, handed in. Executable is, in fact, a word. Okay. So we're going to go with that. Good. One of the things that I remember back, and you talking through all that, when when Falvey was hired, I think, I want to say November of 2016 would have been when he was introduced after Cleveland made their run, is how careful he was with choosing the words that he decided to say. He didn't say, we're coming in here, 
We're tearing it down. We're rebuilding from the ground, and we're going to win a World Series. Like that would have been the promoter thing to say. <laughs> right. Tim Brewster, man, he might have said oh, that yeah. after he unblocked you on we're Twitter. Take, we're going to take the Gopher Nation to Pasadena. That's what he said. It drives me <laughs> nuts. Just a side <laughs> tangent. It drives me nuts that Gopher Nation, as a phrase, has survived his <laughs> tenure as head coach. But I look at this and I say, Falvey's word choice makes. A ton of sense now. I, I'm not sure if we necessarily grasped it at the time. What he said wasn't, we're going to win a World Series. He said, we're going to do everything in our power to make the Minnesota Twins as an organization a championship caliber club sustainably. Like a sustainable championship caliber club. Some, some of those teams... Don't win a World Series. Right. Ask Thad Levine. Right. They put together a wonderful run with the Texas Rangers. How many World Series trophies? Yep. That happens. That's sports, especially baseball. And so it was it was fun to think back on those comments that yeah, he is delivering on that promise right now. No, he has he won anything yet? No. Has he even proven beyond the shadow of a doubt that this is a championship caliber club? No, not yet. Because this is their first year playing like this. But I think a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, we might look back on this and say, oh yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what Derek Falvey said he was going to do when he took over the Twins, and and he did it. Right. And there's an, an analogy right in the sport that explains what we're talking about. The more at-bats you get, the more chance you have to put the bat to the ball. There is a handful of teams in Major League Baseball every year that have a legitimate shot at winning a World Series, and that's all you can ask a general manager in the front office to do is to put you in that category of legitimate shot at winning a World Series. And not to say that after that, everything is out of your hands, but you do need a lot of things that are out of your control to go right. You need to stay healthy. You don't know what other teams are going to do around you. You might have an L.A. Dodgers. If you're the Rockies and you've put together the team that you've put together, you might have an L.A. Dodgers in your division who just goes out and buys whatever they need at any given moment, and so they're a better baseball team than you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it happens. You do, you do everything in your power and then sit back and kind of hope for the best to some degree because there are things that are out of your control down to, again, this might sound like a cliche, but the way that the ball bounces on a given hit or a bunt or whatever the case might totally. be. You know what I mean? I mean, that's sports. So to put yourself in that conversation of World Series contender season after season after season is how you give yourself your best chance at that ball bouncing the right way and things going or staying healthy, not running into the wrong team at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need the other team to make a mistake too, a team that you're going up against. I mean, it's Red Sox fans held it over his head for, you know, two decades, but the the Bill Buckner thing in the 86 World Series. I yeah. mean, that helped the Mets win that game and then go on to win Game 7 of that World Series. And, I mean, both of those teams were good. It's not like one of those teams wasn't any good at all. That's they right. both put themselves in a position to win a championship, and yeah. sometimes you just need little things like that to help you out, too. Uh, uh, painful memories for one of our guys, but the Texas Rangers, St. Louis Cardinals, World Series from a yeah. number of years back is a prime example. I mean, David Freeze is now a World Series hero, and that's how mm-hmm. we remember him. That's who he is. Well, Nelson Cruz catches that ball. It's a little bit different story in sure. Texas, and it's a different story in St. Louis. So I agree with exactly what you guys are saying. Get in that spot. What's fun about this Twins team is it has that special feel. feels like this could be that first window. This year could be that first window where they're legitimately in that conversation. Isn't this fun? It's a Isn't lot this of fun. fun, everybody. Fun. Cut those breaks, people. 
Cut the brakes. I don't know if anybody has brakes left. They all took your advice. Have we all cut the brakes? Nobody pumps brakes anymore. Just cut brakes. Are we all just flying down this road <laughs> recklessly <the> together? <laughs> it's the Score North first place twins show on Score North on 1500. The Score North mobile app. And for Derek Wetmore, you can... Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This- Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.